Ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. All right. Welcome back to the Space But Messier podcast. Hello, Flo. Hi. I was going to say hi, Flo. Gosh. Hi, Tony. It's <laughs> Flo. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who are joining us maybe for the first time, uh, welcome. This is a space podcast where we teach you about space and we keep you up to date with news and we try and have as much fun as we can while we do it. Mm-hmm. We keep it messy and good. <laughs> so, well, that's about what messy <laughs> sounds like for us. Uh, uh, but if you are returning... Mm, welcome back. Welcome back, especially all of our international listeners. <gasps> yes. Well, you guys... Okay, so we have these reports and we can see who downloads or how many downloads and which, which countries we have. We have listeners in Argentina, Woo! Australia, Belgium. We have one listener in Belgium. Thank you. Canada, we have quite a bit. Colombia, Finland, France, Germany, Ireland, Mexico, Netherlands, Sweden, UK, and the United States, which is Blows us. my mind. And shout out to the Argentinians. I'm Argentinian. Those are her people. Muchísimas gracias, chicos. <laughs> I am not. My people have not started listening to the podcast yet. Not yet. They'll so get there. So I do have to to um, confess, I guess. I want to share with you guys a pro... I don't know if I should call it a project. Maybe I should. Yeah. I don't know. So for all you who have been listening, you know that my wife is pregnant and we're very excited. And we're past the six-month mark, which means we're counting down instead yes. of counting up. We are so excited. But I thought I'd do a little social experiment at work where I don't tell anyone that I'm pregnant. What? Have I not told you about this? No, I literally am looking at you so confused right now because you didn't tell me. This is not on any of our show notes. So my boss knows, obviously, because I'm taking a two-week vacation in June. Vacation. (laughs) But everyone else thinks at work that I'm taking a vacation and I'm just going to come back with a baby. I can't wait. Tony, this is super weird. No, it's hilarious. (laughs) This is so weird. Bark twice if you think this is hilarious. I can't hear No one's barking. No one's barking. It's not funny. It's weird. No, it's hilarious. Your baby's a secret. Secret, secret. Think I of all secret. the things. Here's the thing. Now people aren't going to get you stuff. Oh, I, I'm Italian. That was a good voice crack there. <laughs> Italian. I'm Italian. He's sad because the Italians still haven't reached uh, have space a, of this year. a ton of family. I'm not worried about gifts either. I would be. I'm really materialistic. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, I didn't know that you were doing this. I'm, I can't wait. Now I have to be super careful when I'm at your work, I feel like. Or I'm just going to start um, hiding Okay, so some toys. close-er... Not necessarily close. Some close and some not close. Okay, People what's the work, objective but... behind this social experiment? Oh, I just thought it would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have the opportunity to do something, so I'm going to do it. I never really get to like, see my ideas come to fruition, except for this podcast, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but fun, stupid ideas I never get to do. And Jenna doesn't come to buy work, so she can't tell everyone. Okay, well, now you have to keep it up, because I know that you want multiple children. And so... <laughs> Um, just like keep people on their toes. Cause sometimes you will be going on vacation, but they'll be like, shoot, Tony's going on vacation. Like he's going to come back with a fifth kid. It'll be cool. You got to start doing that though. So last time he went to Hawaii, he had a girl <laughs> this time. We'll see. Um, yes. Yeah, so I just, I thought I'd just update you all because I'm going to be asking and sharing this podcast with my coworkers because I love this podcast and they might listen to it, actually listen to it, and learn. That oh, so I'm really, pregnant. it's a test if they're listening to it. Oh, I, I mean, I know they don't. A lot of them don't follow me on social media because the baby's everywhere on social media. Yeah, the pregnancy. Yeah. But it's not really a test. I just realized that 
my secret may no longer be safe. So I mean, we've been talking about your baby almost every episode. I know, but hmm. well, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Well, we'll for those you. new listeners, here's a snippet into Tony's life. Yes, if you're a coworker who actually checked it out, <laughs> hey guys and girls. Alrighty, well, let's get to it. Let's get to it. We are covering something today that you have no doubt seen maybe 10 or maybe even 11 times in the news so far. <laughs> maybe 11. We wanted to give it a little bit of a break. Um, and today we're going to be talking about Stephen Hawking. And not, not only Stephen Hawking. Today's topic of the day is going to be the Big Bang Theory. Not Woo! the TV show, but the theory itself on how the universe formed. And Stephen Hawking was actually a big part, or his research um, had to do with that quite a bit. So um, on this episode, we like to remember Stephen Hawking. He did die on March 14th in his home in Cambridge. He was 76 and um, he passed away. He was a beloved physicist for those of you who have not heard of him. And yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah. He was actually born on the 300 year anniversary of Galileo's death and he died on Einstein's birthday. This is the craziest part. I mean, I'm, I hope, I don't think this is being respect, disrespectful. That is the funnest fact of all. His he was born on 300 year anniversary of Galileo's death. And he died on Einstein's birthday. Tony, who was Galileo? He was the main character of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Galileo. 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 Galileo Figaro. Galileo. That's it. Wow, Stephen. Uh, Galileo uh, <laughs> did a, a lot of research and observations. I think he was credited for using the first telescope. Mm-hmm. He built one out of lenses. And then he observed Saturn, which he said was like a planet with little ears on it. Cute. Yeah. So Galileo is awesome. And then who's Einstein? Kidding. <laughs> Einstein is the dog from that Back to the Future. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Dog. Very, very good. Um, what else did you do? So Stephen Hawking was concerned with the theory of everything. Now, that's also the title of his movie that's about him. If you haven't seen it, you should. It's really, really good. Yeah, good. But the theory of everything bridges together two different kind of laws, different laws in space-time. So we, we have general relativity, general relativity, <laughs> Which accounts for gravity, basically everything we can see. So dropping an apple, uh, the gravity of orbiting planets, colliding galaxies, the expanding universe, big scale stuff. And then there's quantum mechanics, which handles the other three forces of electromagnetism. And then there's quantum mechanics, which handles the other three forces. We have electromagnetism and then the two nuclear forces. Now, when I was younger and I used to watch Boy Meets World came out in the 90s. There was this guy, I remember there was this professor who, I think he was the quantum mechanics or quantum physics professor, but they, he, (laughs) Corey thought it was a language (laughs) class. He didn't know what quantum physics was. So the guy was speaking a different language and the whole show, they said that it was a a different language. That was hilarious. Anyway, so everything we can't see, all the subatomic particles, super, super small, they, he meant to bridge these two and find a field of physics that can explain both of them because right now we use different laws to explain how they interact. So today's topic, the Big Bang Theory, is also what he looked into. And it's actually really, really cool. I, I know most of the people, when they hear Big Bang Theory, they probably think of the TV show. But this is how we currently think the universe started. Mm-hmm. So before we get into his findings on it, we're just going to talk about the Big Bang Theory in the fir- Big Bang Theory, <laughs> the Big Bang Theory, and Big what Bang it, Theory. <laughs> I like that better. And what it is. 
is. So basically, the Big Bang Theory is currently the most widely agreed upon explanation about how the universe began. It says that at one point, all of the matter that was in our universe was smushed into one tiny subatomic particle called singularity. And then something unknown caused the universe to explode or bang. And the universe inflated over the next 13.8 billion years to the cosmos that we know today. So for those of you who heard the word singularity, there's another singularity that the term has been popularized today, and that's the day when robots take over humans, Mm. when technology wins. This is a different singularity. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the essence of the Big Bang Theory. Basically, in 1912, we have a lot of uh, scientists for you here, Mm -hmm. astronomers. Vesto Slipher. He was awarded the coolest name name of the astronomer. He wasn't awarded, but he should be. Vesto Slipher, when he was observing galaxies, which at the time he thought were nebulae, he noticed that their redshift or the Doppler shift was redshifted, which means that they were all moving away from us. And then Edwin Hubble in the 1920s still, or the next decade, he realized that all of the things that Vesto Slipher saw were in fact galaxies. And not only were was the Doppler shift redshifted, however, they were also accelerating away from us. So they weren't just moving away from us, but they were moving faster and faster and faster the more or the further away they were. And then finally, in 1927, Father George Lemaitre. He was doing equations that he independently researched and discovered, I mean, and found out that the inner universe was in fact expanding. And through his research, I think in 1931, yep, 1931, he realized that if it was expanding, it had to expand from something, some point in space in which... All matter was condensed. And so this Roman Catholic priest came up with the Big Bang Theory. Thank you, Father. He did not... Thank you, Father. (laughs) He did not come up with the name. So after World War II, there was this debate, and we're going to get into the different theories of how the universe was created. You have the steady state theory, which means that matter is just being continually created. That's pretty much by now stated that... It's not true. It's not true. Right. But... After World War II, there was this debate, and Fred Hoyle was this guy that was defending the steady state theory. And then there were a bunch of people defending the Big Bang Theory, and it was growing in population at that time. But it wasn't called that yet. It was just it was just the theory that it came from a singularity, mm. or whatever they called it. And during that debate, Fred Hoyle, who was arguing for the steady state theory, called the other one a Big Bang Theory. Now... Some people say that he said that to kind of make fun of them mm-hmm. or demean them. Kind of like one of my favorite naming stories is how Led Zeppelin was uh, named. They they played this show and the review the next day in the paper had said, because they didn't have that name, the review in the paper had said that they were so bad that they were going to go down like a Led Zeppelin. And so the guys were like, okay, let's name our band that. <gasps> What's a Led Zeppelin? It's like a blimp or a dirigible. Oh, huh, nice. Yeah. Not many of those. Wow. Well, Bing Bang Theory is pretty catchy. So, Fred, thanks for making fun of us, <laughs> thanks, and now Fred. we have a cool TV show name and a theory name. <laughs> I will say, though, something I do want to stress is that it is a theory. Mm-hmm. It is not fact. So it is widely agreed upon, um, but it hasn't been fully proven. So just keep that in mind as we're kind of going through this. Yeah. So let's walk through the Big Bang Theory. Put on your space boots and your helmets, and we're going to go back in time. So... Very far back in time. Very freaking far. As far back as we know. Um, one day. Was it a day? No. 
<laughs> These didn't exist. At one moment in time and space, okay, there was an explosion. Actually, was time there yet? We don't know. Yeah. Was it just space? Oh, there had to have been time First. after the moment. Yeah. Okay, so at one moment in space, <laughs> bam, or bang, an explosion occurs. So something like a hundredth of a billionth of a trillionth of a trillionth of a second, it expanded. Now, during this expansion, or as they call that period, inflation, the universe grew exponentially and doubled in size at least 90 times. They say by a factor of 1 million, 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 million times. Whoa. That's, I, I, that's real, by the way. That's not me just saying a million a bunch no, of times. There's it's, a specific amount of millions. And as, as you know, Flo and I are not good with numbers. No, we so we know. did this right. But I so, do know that the amount of time that it was, was 0.0, and there's 35 zeros. 34, one. 34 zeros. I counted. Really? Yeah. Oh, right. 0. 0.34, 35 <laughs> zeros, one seconds. That's how short that moment was. 0.0000000000001 seconds. And so the reason why we can't really see it is because it expanded so fast, right? And, and it expanded faster than the speed of light. But for us to see things, light still has to travel to us. So this is from the Planck Mission website. Imagine you have a golf ball it's just sitting in your hand. It's about five centimeters in diameter. Wait, pause. If you listened to our black hole episode and enjoyed my analogies there, <laughs> prepare yourself because there's another one coming at you. It's coming but this at you one's scientific. <laughs> and I think mine were better, but listen closely. So there were flies around a cup. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's literally, so there were dimples in a golf ball. Yeah. That sounds like something well, I would make up. Okay, so you know you have a golf ball, and then they have those little, I yeah, guess you call yeah. them dimples. Yeah, they're dimples. It is very close. Okay, so <laughs> you have a five-centimeter ball. You have these dimples that are pretty small, but you can see them. Most people would agree that you can run your finger across them, and you can. it's bumpy. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. Now, the golf ball can be thought of as the early universe, just in that small particle and the dimples are like tiny fluctuations in it, then blow up the golf ball to the size of Earth. Just think about that for a second. Yeah, that's incredible. A golf ball to the size of Earth. That's 250 million times its size. So now we have a ball the size of Earth, and the dimples now are 1,000 kilometers wide and 50 kilometers deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can picture that. <laughs> Is that something that you can picture in your head? No. Okay, just making sure. We're from the United States anyways. Kilometers mean nothing to us. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. So, so, okay, so like 30 miles. That's what that is. Really? Ish. Oh, that's wide. Yeah. No, okay. deep. Deep. Yeah. All right, so now it's even smoother. Yeah. I think 600 miles wide. Very smooth. If you were standing in it, you wouldn't really be able to tell. Yeah. That it's curved. And that's okay. the point. So we're in the middle of this. Okay, so now pretend you're in the subatomic particle. And all of it expands to the size of the universe, smaller than a golf ball, bigger mm-hmm. than the Earth, mm-hmm. way bigger expansion. We can't see that. I mean, we don't notice it. What do you mean when we say see that? So when the light travels faster than the speed of light away from us to the edges, of, if there are edges of this universe... Mm-hmm. That light still has to travel back to meet our eyes. We haven't seen early universe light. Oh, wow. It's crazy. But we do have some light that was left over, and we'll get to that. So 
About three minutes after the Big Bang, the universe was still at about a billion degrees. However, all the matter that would be in the universe is pretty much fixed. So about 75% hydrogen, 25% helium. We basically see this proportion today, except through nuclear fusion, which you've heard when I tell you how a star dies and the helium or hydrogen gets converted into helium and then converts into heavier elements based on the size of the star, stuff like that. We are now fast forwarding quickly. We are. So we went from three minutes after the Big Bang and now we're up to 400,000 years after the Big Bang. Dang. The universe had cooled down to around 3,000 Kelvin. Which is still... Freaking hot. Um, <laughs> which is allowing the atoms to form without being ripped apart by the intense radiation and allowing electrons and protons to combine, creating the first light of the universe. Dang. So the light in the universe was then free to travel through space and we can see this light today as the cosmic microwave background, or the CMBR. Um, but then over time, the universe has expanded, causing the wavelengths of all the light in it to get stretched out. So, this is crazy to me. 400,000 years after the Big Bang, there was first light. Mm -hmm. There's no way that there was sound, right? Right. So for 400,000 years, there was a huge explosion with no light and no sound. Just space. Wow. When you think of the Big Bang, you think of this huge explosion. Yeah, we know yeah. chemical explosions have light associated with it. Wow. This one doesn't. I've yeah. never thought of that. Me neither. I've never thought that thought. Well, that not that exciting? It is. When you think a thought for the first time. Yeah. But surely that thought has been thought before by another thinker. Surely? Surely. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that she'd laugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Michael says it all the time in the office. <laughs> That's right. He does. <laughs> oh, I just started the parkour season, season six. Oh, good one. For those of you who are wondering, uh, I just, I'm watching the office for the first time ever and it's going through it. I have watched it, the whole series, about four times. Oh my gosh. I really love it's that show. It's 26 episodes per season. Well, it's also freaking good, so that helps. It is freaking good. <laughs> I, I'm so sad. Michael just ran into Holly at the picnic, and I just want them to be together. Yeah, don't worry. Spoiler alert. Dang. Something happens. I hate spoilers. Speaking of things that are not fun. Speaking of spoiler alerts, we're about to spoil what happened with the best of the Big Bang Theory. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. Cool stuff coming. Spoiler alert. 400 million years after the Big Bang is what we call the Dark Ages. Yeah, so 400,000 to 400 it. million segue. years. So the, where we left off last time. Yeah. It's called the Dark Ages. It's kind of like the Catholic Church. We mm. all have Dark Ages, don't mm. we? In medieval times. Yeah. So, <laughs> bad. Um, <laughs> 400,000 to 400 million years is called the Dark Ages because we really can't see... Like, we can deduce what happened beforehand. We can observe what happened after. But we really have no observation of that period of time. So, we're calling it the Dark Ages. That's what scientists call it, and we're leaving it at that. Mm-hmm. And then we learned two episodes ago that stars formed around 180 million years after the Big Bang. And then by a billion years, the first galaxies formed. And so we, right now our estimate is that the universe is 13.8 billion years old. So at 1 billion, galaxies formed. Then they started colliding with each other, having big dance parties in space, <laughs> and creating even bigger galaxies with these supermassive black holes. Oh, and then 9 billion years after... A star was born. Our sun formed in the sky. It did. And the planets shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. So that is a complete timeline of how the Big Bang Theory predicts that the universe was created. And it's the most widely agreed upon. 
and it's still a theory. Things to just keep in mind. Hope you enjoyed our walk. Like Tony was saying, since that is just a theory, we do want to tell you guys the other theory. So one that he mentioned earlier was the steady state universe, which says that matter is being constantly created, but we're pretty sure that that theory is false. So ignore it. A lot of research points to that not being true at all. Yeah. The next one is eternal inflation. So that one says that the universe inflated early on and it's still inflating today. And it's interesting. Yeah. So that, that inflation that we described in that three seconds or that... Million, 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 million of a second. <laughs> that inflation just kept going eternally. Therefore, yeah. eternal inflation. And it's interesting that the universe is expanding and accelerating in that expansion. Yeah, so today we we find that it's accelerating in its expansion. And so that lends some truth to the eternal inflation. But we don't really have all the science or uh, research behind that one. But... The other one, this one's crazy. This one's so cool. This one's called the oscillating universe. Now, you can kind of maybe guess what this is. Basically, they say that it's full of big bangs and big crunches. It's also known as like the cyclic model. But you have a big bang. You have all the matter squeezed into a subatomic particle, banged out into the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And then it crunches. It comes back. It slowly, slowly um, condenses, get, goes back in on each other, back to the small point, and then expands and bangs again. So is this part of the theory of the big crunch what they're trying to explain the Dark Ages with? No. So no. the Dark Ages is still in the expansion. We're pretty sure that the Dark Ages, the universe was still expanding because where we are now, we can see far out into the... We can see far out into space and we can see that the stars that are furthest away from us, which are older, which were right before the Dark Ages, were still moving away from each other. So that we know that right after that, stars were moving away from each other. But we would be able to tell if the universe was crunched in that period of time based on the redshift of the stars. Mm. So right now we're pretty sure that the universe has been continually expanding for 13.8 billion years. However, they're saying that it will eventually crunch. Oh, there's no evidence that it has happened. They just think it will. Exactly. And they think that there was a crunch before the Big Bang we're currently living in. Awesome. So many people, speaking on that, many people think that the Big Bang theory created something out of nothing. You will hear this many, many times if you look up uh, people debating on this or whatever. The thing is, if you study some quantum mechanics, this is the most fascinating area of physics, in my opinion. If you were to be in empty space, most people would consider that nothing, completely empty space. But you would still have quantum particles, these subatomic particles, popping in and out of existence. They literally just vanish. It's, and then just pop back into existence. Um, it's not super stable, obviously, clearly. But it's possibly the reason why that particle or all of that matter was banged? (laughs) Exploded? Exploded. Thank you. To begin with. Yeah. Yeah. What Hawking's actually says about the Big Bang is that there wasn't nothing, that there was actually never nothing, only that time was bent. Uh, And here's a quote, was that, it was essentially reaching closer to nothing, but it didn't become nothing. So essentially, there was never a Big Bang that produced something from nothing. It just seemed that way from mankind's point of perspective. Whoa. So from our perspective, we see it as a subatomic particle with all this matter crushed into it. But in reality, that's, or that, that popped into existence. And then in reality, it was really much, much, much smaller, infinitely smaller 
at one point, never reaching zero if you were to go backwards in time. That is so fascinating. I am, of course, sad that he has passed. Mm. I am also very sad that his research will not be continued by him, but I'm sure many, many smart people will continue it. Absolutely. His legacy will for sure live on. Well, that's the Big Bang, everyone. We have learned a lot, and this was super, super interesting. Uh, We decided to do this in honor of Stephen Hawking. However, tell us what you want to hear on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and even YouTube, all of our videos up there. Go ahead and comment. Let us know what you want to hear about, what topics you want us to cover. And guys, we actually will cover them. We've actually Mm -hmm. only had like two or three people request topics, and we've done them all. Yep. So by all means, hit us up there. Also, if you haven't left on a review on our podcast, please do so. We really want to hear what we could be working on, what you guys like, what you want to keep hearing. It would really, really help us out. And tell us where you're from. Yes, please tell <laughs> us where so you're from. That's so cool for us to know. Yeah, very, yeah. very cool. So and check us out at Space Mess here. And if you want, check us out on Patreon. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. And it's really cool. You guys are so, so awesome. We thank you so much for listening and uh, contributing, just by listening, contributing to this passion that we have. We can't tell you how much it means and how exciting it is to, yeah. to know that people from all around the world are listening to this. So please continue to look up. We are so excited to be on this journey with you. And get ready and continue, please, to grab your friends, grab your mama, grab your grandma, and set sail for us. Really? Set nope. sail for us? <laughs> You'd think we had the tagline down by now. Are we forcing it? Maybe. I don't know. Should we make a new tagline every episode? Do you want to go sailing? Oh, yeah. On the stars. To the stars. To the stars. On the stars? Can we write a star? We're insulting the memory of Carl Sagan. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Roger, Tranquility. We copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. That was definitely an e-ticket.